Questions are all around us. Learn. Why is liquid cold? Learn. What is maths? Learn. Why does this Ow. hurt? Learn. What is the enlightenment? I don't know. And now, thanks to the University of Auckland, it's time to ready, steady, learn! It certainly is. And this morning we're speaking with Kate McCrill about really interesting research uh, into psychosomatic studies that she's been doing on the impact of media coverage on the side effect reports from the COVID-19 vaccine. Kia ora Kate, how are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Th- thank you for coming in. This sounds like fascinating research. Tell us, I mean, let's start at the beginning. What is psychosomatic research? That's very yeah. interesting sounding word. Essentially, it's how our mind can influence our health, both in positive and also more negative ways. Mm. So, My research is on a thing called the nocebo effect. Um, So we may have heard of placebo, Mm -hmm. um, and we love the placebo effect, how our mind can make us feel better when we take a sugar pill or a real medicine. Essentially, the nocebo effect is the evil twin. So it's how um, our expectations when we think um, a medicine's gonna have side effects or it's not gonna work as well actually produces that effect, mm-hmm. not because of the actual ingredients of the drug, but our expectations. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a really interesting one when you put it in the world of COVID. It's mm. been such a fraught uh, and intense time for discussions about uh, the vaccine, and it's you know obviously been very polarising. It's had a lot of media coverage. Why were you interested in exploring the way people were uh, experiencing or not experiencing these psychosomatic symptoms? Yeah, well, with the the COVID vaccine, obviously there's a lot of just public interest um, in what its positive effects were going to be, also potential side effects. Um, This gets also picked up in the media, um, media discussion, in particular of the rare side effects from the vaccine. Yeah. So, so what, what ones are we talking about there? Yeah, so the ones that came up um, in New Zealand with the Pfizer vaccine that we had in particular was the side effect of myocarditis. Um, so that's inflammation of the heart muscle. Um, so that is obviously very alarming if you were to experience that from the vaccine. Um, and there were some related symptoms around kind of things like chest pain, mm-hmm. difficulty breathing. So obviously that's something that people do need to be aware of. Mm. But it's also keeping the balance of how likely is that and turns out it's actually quite unlikely. I think it's around two or three people per 100,000 vaccinated are expected. Wow, okay. Um, so when the media highlights things like that and doesn't necessarily talk about you know how common the, those side effects mm. are, that influences our expectations. We're naturally on the lookout for yeah. those particular symptoms. Um, And so in my research, um, I've done some studies on the media previously, but kind of when when the media kind of uh, discussed these side effects, I immediately went, oh, that might cause a problem (laughs) (laughs) in terms of people's side effect reporting and kind of unnecessarily increasing people's worry about the I was going to say, it's interesting because I think probably you ask anybody about if they know about, you Mm. know, potential side effect and probably a lot of people would have said 
that that yeah, you know yeah. I can not pronounce it properly myocarditis. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. we go. But but actually, as you say, it's a very 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 tiny likelihood. Mm. But what did you find through your research about how I guess these discussions in the media actually uh, did they have an influence on the way people were reporting these potential placebo uh, nocebo rather side effects? Yeah, they did. Um, so even though this is myocarditis is a really rare side effect, um, we saw that. In, in the months directly after the media coverage, which highlighted the symptom, there was such a large increase in people's reporting actually of myocarditis. So, like I said, it's about two or three people we expect. I think at its peak after the media coverage, this was at 17 people per 100,000. Mm. And the kind of the difficulty with this is we're not sure whether it's actually diagnosed myocarditis because mm, you mm-hmm. need to go to your GP and then get you know cardiac investigations. Yeah, it's potentially part of it is um, people's kind of worry, anxiety, yeah. focus on their body. Yeah, noticing those particular symptoms that were highlighted, things like you know, chest discomfort, difficulty mm-hmm. breathing, which is actually surprisingly common yeah. in our everyday life anyway. Yes. So noticing these symptoms, which we also saw increased um, after the media coverage, um, and potentially kind of equating these symptoms with having that wider mm. cardiac condition. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing, eh? Because as the media, you have to report on mm. th- these mm. things, but also how do you strike that balance? And also in the middle of a crisis, yes. how do you strike that balance as well? People are learning on the go, journalists are learning on the mm. go, but also doctors are learning on the go and the public is learning. It's mm. a really, really hard conversation to have. Do you, I mean, this is, I guess, outside of the, the actual remit of your research, but do you have thoughts personally on, on what you'd like to see when we do have these kind of medical discussions in the media? Absolutely. I think it's such a difficult uh, conversation and like you said it's all very new for everyone especially mm. you know with the rollout of the COVID vaccine. I think in future instances if there's you know, other vaccines or other medications that kind of get highlighted in the media I think it's also important to definitely note what the potential side effects are, um, how common they are um, but also you know potentially other avenues Mm. that symptoms can come about. So the fact that, you know, just knowing about these symptoms or these side effects is enough to start to pay more attention to your body, notice symptoms that you may have experienced or were going to experience anyway, Mm -hmm. and then naturally without expectations kind of attribute that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's caused by the medication or the vaccine. Far out. It's such an interesting bit of research. What's next for you after this paper? What what's what are you working on at the moment? I would love kind of the area um, that I'm kind of looking at at the moment is around kind of media reporting in these instances. So kind mm-hmm. of carrying on that research of looking at you know getting media companies, industries on board to to kind of hash out ways that we can talk about medicines a bit better to the public yeah really kind of provide the necessary information uh, but not to get too sensationalist yep. which is you know the um, 
media loves a story. So kind of <laughs> in some instances tailing, tailoring that so they still get you know their story, but yep. it's nice and balanced. Uh, we're not unnecessarily influencing people's anxiety and potentially kind of causing yeah. um, these nocebo effects. Totally. Well, thank you so much for your time to talk to us about uh, your, your interesting research. I believe the article's up on Science Direct if people wanted to go and read mm-hmm. about it. Thank you, Kate McCrill, for coming in and chatting with us today and best of luck with your next research. Great. Thank you very much. That was Ready, Steady, Learn! Thanks to the University of Auckland, the best university.